Welcome back to the Good Portion Mama podcast. I'm your host, Megan King, and I'm so excited you're here. In a world where busyness is celebrated and being overwhelmed is the motherhood norm, this hot mess mom is here to tell you there's joy and fulfillment through setting aside those typical mom expectations and instead building true, authentic connections with Christ, ourselves, and others. So throw those kids some fruit snacks, grab that cold cup of coffee or that well-deserved glass of wine, and let's get ready for the good portion. Hello, mamas! Happy Friday! How has your week gone? Are you loving life and all it has to offer today, or are you riding the struggle bus just a little bit? I'm going to be honest, earlier this week I was riding the struggle bus just a little bit. Coming back from camping all last weekend for Father's Day was crazy. Anyway, I want to know how things are going, so make sure you guys are engaging in our online community and keeping us filled in on how things are going. I will give you a big heads up here. I have been asking you guys to post in our Facebook group, and somebody informed me yesterday that my settings were set up where you guys couldn't do that, and I'm so sorry. So I have fixed that, so now you guys can go in and you guys can post in there and ask questions and connect with other mamas. I want to know how did you guys, how did you guys do on your homework last week? Also, if you are not connected with us in our Facebook group that I was just talking about, please go in there and join. You just search in Facebook groups for the Good Portion Mama. We're all in there to help inspire you, support you, connect with you, pray with you, love on you laugh with you at the crazy things that happen in your house and in motherhood, whatever. So you guys were supposed to complete your free Good Portion Mama profile quiz and see where we need to focus more. And then second, you were to pick one of the seven tiers for your faith connection and schedule in at least one day where you spent time specifically focused on building that connection. So number one, did you guys do that? How did you do it? Uh, how did it go? What did you like? What did you struggle with? These are all things that you guys can share with me privately via direct message or in our Facebook community, whatever you are most comfortable with. I want to connect with you guys and I want to see how you guys are doing on all this stuff. For those of you that have messaged me, I have gotten uh, kind of half halfway for both of them. 50% of you are saying you're doing a really good job doing the homework and that you're enjoying it. Some of you are struggling to get it done, but when you are getting it done, you're seeing some results that are encouraging. So you're really trying to get that in there. Some of you are riding the struggle bus and that's totally okay too. If you have other things that should be your priorities, don't feel guilty because this is a podcast. These are things that you can come back to later on and do. But if you're going to tell yourself that that's what you're going to do, make sure that when it is time, instead of getting lost and scrolling on Facebook for an hour and losing an hour of time, that you really do go back and you do that homework, okay? Now, I know a lot of you are wondering if we're going to do our drawing for our mega podcast launch giveaway baskets today, and I'm going to let you know we are going to do them, but we're going to do them via a Facebook Live instead of the podcast, because I've been told that some of you can't listen to the podcast until a few days after it publishes or even a week, so I want the winner to have the opportunity to hear it live. So we're going to go live on Monday, June 29th around 2 p.m. Now, those of you who have been on Facebook Lives with me know that the time 
of two o'clock is tentative based on toddler terrorist nap times. Okay, if the terrorists don't go down for a nap until two o'clock, it's probably two o seven before I get on the Facebook Live. Just saying. Uh, so just a reminder, we are also still in the middle of two more giveaways. I have all this stuff I want to give away. So please help us hit these giveaway marks, okay? When we hit 100 subscribers and written reviews on iTunes, we're going to do another big giveaway as well. And when our Facebook group hits 750 members, we will also do another giveaway. So if you haven't already, please, would you pause this episode for one minute, head over to iTunes podcast, find this podcast, The Good Portion Mama, click that subscribe button and leave a written review for us, okay? This is the best and quickest way to help The Good Portion Mama get seen and heard by other other Christian mamas needing our community, and it helps support me being able to help uh, keep providing you guys the essential content, connection, and giveaways that you guys want. While we're on the subject, let's hear some of our latest reviews. So we have a review here from Bree. I'm sorry, I told you I'm really bad at last names. Molinix. I I know her, and I should know how to pronounce it, but uh, it makes me nervous. So I don't mess it up. But anyway. Bree Mullenix, this podcast is great. I look forward to this podcast every single week. The first episode sucked me in. <laughs> I didn't read the me in part and I was like, oh, she didn't like the first one. Anyway, she says the first episode sucked me in. I have shared with my mommy friends and know they've enjoyed it as well. Thank you for sharing your heart. Thank you, Bree. I am so glad that you liked it. I am so glad that you didn't actually say the first episode sucked. <laughs> Uh, we have another one from Free Life Mama that says, she's got the right stuff. Megan is helping us moms stop focusing on all the worldly stuff that we get so caught up on. Am I doing it right? I'm not doing it like her. You know our crazy thoughts. She's bringing us back to the basics of our greatest concern, relationship with God. She's got the right stuff for living a fulfilling life and having good portions of favor and blessing. I love the show and can't wait to keep listening. Thank you, Free Life Mama, whoever that is. I appreciate that. That's so sweet. And I'm going to take one minute to toot my own horn, okay? If you've listened to the other podcast episodes, you'll know that my girl boss crush is Stephanie Gass from the Mompreneur Mastermind Show. She is literally the first podcast I ever listened to, and I loved her stuff, and I listened to it weekly, okay? And guess who went and listened to our little podcast and left a review? Stephanie Gass herself. She says, love this podcast. Such a great one. Listen in, ladies. You won't be disappointed. So thank you, Stephanie. So let's move on to our Good Portion Mompreneur Connection. Today, we are spotlighting my friend and my kid's favorite bus driver, Jennifer Ships. I think it's only appropriate in an episode where we're going to be talking about connection with ourself to spotlight a mama who knows how to make herself sparkle. Jennifer is the coolest lunch lady and bus driver, according to my kids, and she's also always decked out in her cute and sassy jewelry. Jennifer has graciously donated two earrings and a necklace into each one of our mega podcast launch giveaway boxes. And ladies, let me just say, you are lucky that I'm an honest gal because I really wanted to keep the orange scent for myself, just saying. 
<laughs> anyway, you can see all that Jennifer has to offer with her fabulously affordable but beautiful jewelry on her Facebook group called Positively Jenny $5 Accessories. The link for that will also be in our show notes. Let's get down to business. Posted on Tuesday and Wednesday asking how you guys each take the time to take care of your self-connection. Some of you responded in the comments. Some of you responded to me privately. Both of those are completely okay options. Now, there was a wide variety of responses ranging from working out to reading, baths, serving others. But I also had a heavy number of people private messaging me the all too often I don't have any self-care routines in place because I just don't have the time. Y'all, I know exactly how that feels, okay? I have been there, done that. It's easy to get caught up in all the to-dos and feel like you have so many things on your checklist of priorities that stopping to take 15 minutes to do something for yourself just does not seem like anything other than just being lazy or selfish, right? I've been there. I've tried implementing a self-care routine multiple times in the past only to let myself feel guilty after the fact and actively engaging in those routines, then just kind of giving up on them altogether because I felt like I was wasting my time, right? Or I felt guilty or I felt like my husband would be looking at me like, uh, what are you doing? (laughs) Which he wasn't, but that's what I felt like. Can I just tell you though, your connection with yourself is not, and I mean capital N-O-T, not selfish. It is imperative if you want to be able to fulfill your biblical call to be extraordinary. If you want to feel fulfilled in your life and you want to be able to go and do all those great things that God is calling you to do, your physical, mental, and emotional well-being is the core to how you show up in all of those areas. It's how you show up for not only others, but for God and for yourself, okay? Today, we're going to cover how self-connection is A promise to yourself for a more fulfilled and purposeful life, but we're also going to talk about how self-connection is your gift to God from you. We are going to be digging into discovering what you need physically, emotionally, and mentally, and then utilizing mindfulness and boundaries to manifest and fill those needs. And we're also going to cover what God says about how you should be treating yourself. So let's get started. I want to start by pointing out that in Ephesians 4.1, we're called to, quote unquote, live a life worthy of the calling you have or we have received. But how exactly do we do that? Is it by constantly running ourselves ragged, trying to do hashtag all the things, and making everyone happy but ourselves, I have learned personally it's hard to find the time and motivation to focus on attention on myself. And I'll tell you, as a Christian mama, I feel like it seems even harder to me because I know God wants me to stay humble and to love him and to love others and not be in love with myself. Does that make sense? Like sometimes I worry that if I do too many things for myself, and when I say too many, really honestly, I don't do a ton of stuff just for me. And I, I think that's probably the case with a lot of you too. But you have to understand Being humble doesn't mean never doing anything for yourself to take care of yourself, okay? Sometimes I feel 
because I'm being called to be extraordinary and to serve others, that saying no when I'm asked for help is not only selfish and unloving, but also gives the impression of laziness. And what I've learned over the last year or so is that while God does call us to be humble and to love others, he also understands the need and purpose behind practicing and engaging in physical, emotional, and spiritual boundaries, rest, and care. So let's take a look at this first verse. Mark 1 35. I'm reading the NIV version here. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. So here, Christ obviously understands the importance of solitude for his spiritual health. Now, think about it. Jesus is literally part of the Trinity and he still intentionally seeks out solitude for prayer. If Jesus himself makes this a priority, should we mere humans not expect and intend to do the same thing? I know last week we talked about spiritual connection, and this week we're supposed to be focusing on our connection with self. But I want you to understand that just because self-care is considered part of our connection with self, it also cannot be fully functional without doing it alongside God, okay? So it's really important that in order to really dig into your connection with self, you also have to be digging into your connection with faith at the same time, okay? So I know when you think about prayer, if you're anything like me at least, I know when you think about prayer and doing devotions or Bible study, sometimes that seems more of a to-do, but really it's also self-care. And simply put, self-care through Christ. I think it'll be a lot easier for you to really get comfortable with the thought, and this is just my, my thought process because this is what happened for me is when I understand the biblical calling to care for myself, however that looks, and I know that I'm doing it through Christ and alongside Christ, it makes it that much easier to really accept and be intentional with taking care of myself. Another thing, Christ didn't just realize the need for spiritual self-care, but he also offers compassion for our physical needs. So take a look at these verses here. I'm going to just spout a couple of them off. We've got Mark 6, verse 31 through 32. Then, because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. Here we look at Romans 12, 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Notice he says in here, don't conform to the patterns of this world. You know, one of the big, big, big patterns for motherhood right now is busyness. Constantly go, go, go. You've got to be a giver. You've got to be a doer. You've got to do all these things. But God says, Don't conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You can't do that if you're not taking care of yourself. You're not taking breaks. You're not taking rest, okay? Uh, Here's another one. We have 1 Peter 3, 4. Rather, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, 
which is of great worth in God's sight. And then we have another one, Matthew chapter 15, verse 32. Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I have compassion for these people. They have already been with me three days and have nothing to eat. I do not want to send them away hungry or they may collapse on the way. So here in a couple of these, Jesus understands both the physical and the emotional limits that we have. He understands, and like it says in Matthew 15, he has compassion for us and wants the best for our well-being as a whole. So while God doesn't come out and literally tell us, Megan, you need to practice self-care. You like how I did that booming voice much better this go around? Last time, the last episode, I quoted God in my head. He sounded, I don't know, Australian or something. (laughs) Anyway. He doesn't come out and say, Megan, you need to practice self-care. I think he makes it clear through his word that it's not only encouraged, but necessary in fulfilling our calling as both believers and mamas. And it's assumed that we're to care for ourselves as he loves and cares for us. Now, I know what you're thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Self-care is, I don't know what that accent was. Self-care is a trendy topic and telling me that it's biblically motivated too is all good and well, but how in the heck am I supposed to fit that in with all the other things I need to do, right? Well, let me tell you something I've learned. You fit it in just like you fit in all the other priorities you currently make happen for everyone else. Except when your focus for self-care is in how it benefits the Lord and how it glorifies God instead of just how it benefits yourself, it's a whole lot easier to prioritize it. I've learned self-care when done with and through God is less of a task and more of a gift, a gift from you to God. Y'all don't want to be the one that isn't gifting to God, do you? Well, do you, punk? (laughs) I like to think about it this way, okay? We are, or I am in essence, a seed that's planted by God. I love flowers and gardens and all of that stuff. So that's where I go a lot of times with my, my, explanations. So we are in essence a seed planted by God to bloom and when I am properly cared for my leaves and flowers are a beautiful sight for God to see. But as we all know a plant cannot grow and bloom and spread the gift of beauty if it's not well cared for. It's our responsibility to make sure that we are nourishing ourselves so that we have the necessary means to grow and bloom abundantly for others and for the glory of God. And if we're not taking the time to take care of our physical, mental, and spiritual needs as God intends and calls us and has shown us through Christ should be done, while we may not die completely and look like some of the begonias that are out there in some pots on my front porch, we won't die completely just from not doing that. But we're not going to bloom to our full potential. How do we do it? How do we care for our bodies and minds through Christ with all the other things that we have going on? We make it a priority by scheduling it in and then holding ourselves accountable to it and setting boundaries. Boundaries are something that it took me a solid 30 years to figure out, people. Okay? Boundaries. Not just for others, but also for ourselves. God calls us to love and serve one another, but he doesn't call us to serve to the detriment of ourselves and is calling on our lives. I'm going to say that one more time. God calls us to love and serve one another, but he doesn't call us to serve to the detriment of ourselves and his calling on our lives. We cannot fully serve in God's calling in our lives if we can't even get up in the morning because we're so tired because we stayed up so late last night finishing all the to-dos that we have for other people, okay? 
Setting boundaries for others and how much time and effort we can and are willing to give away is important, but setting boundaries for ourselves is just as important. And while important, I have found it is even just a little bit more difficult than setting boundaries for others. I told you in the first episode that I am a people-pleasing, overachieving perfectionist. I don't like to have to tell people I can't do something. So telling people no when they've asked for a favor or they present a need to me is really close in comparison to getting a yearly women's exam. It's super awkward and uncomfortable, but completely necessary, okay? Saying no to people never feels fun especially if it's something good that they're asking you to do or asking for assistance with. And it feels awkward and uncomfortable every single time I do it, but I do know that it's necessary. I found and learned the hard way that it's important to be able to say no to even the good things so that I am more capable of saying yes to the great things. For example, I mentioned in a previous podcast that I used to be the coordinator for my church nursery, which at the time was extremely fulfilling for me because I worked full time and this gave me the ability to love on little babies and little people and spend time with other church family members, kids, and then even one-on-one time with baby Ray while I was still working full time. But then when my circumstances changed and I became a work from home mom and also found out that I was pregnant with our youngest, Sadie, Um, spending that hour and a half on Sundays watching not only my own baby that I was already spending 24-7 with, but the babies and toddlers of others was not serving me or God anymore because it was stretching me too thin in the area of being around little people. It was no longer something great I was called to do, but something good I was doing simply because I felt that I needed to be the one doing it because they asked me to do it and that handing it off to somebody else would cause more work for somebody else, right? After some one-on-one time with God, I learned he had something else in mind that was better suited for me in this timing and someone else who was better suited for the job whose heart would be better served in her serving. And in his timing, she was also more qualified for the job. He made it easier for me to hand it over to her, knowing it was better for his plan for both her, me, and all the others involved. Now, had I not taken the time to slow down and listen for God's direction in me setting that boundary for myself and what I felt was a good thing of service, we all would have missed out on the blessings of the great things to follow. And I will tell you, the gal that I handed that over to has knocked it out of the park and turned that nursery service into like, it's amazing. I can't even, I can't even handle how great it is in there. And I'm so proud of myself for getting over myself and letting her letting her take that on. If what you're doing, while still good, is not serving your heart to the fullness that God intended, he will make a way for change as long as we can humble ourselves to him by being able to say no, not right now, or even, just like in this case, not any longer. I find that my guilt or my need to please people can get in the way way more often than I'd like to admit and makes me say yes instead of following God's call to say no so that I can say yes to the things most needed, okay? So I've learned with lots and lots of practice, I need to set healthy boundaries, not just for others, but for myself in before responding to a request from someone to let them know that I need to pray over it and make sure it's a beneficial use of my time for both them, myself, and God's plan. Let me tell you, no request or calling from God is gonna be so urgent that he doesn't make time available for you to talk it over with him. I'm going to say that again because I think it's really, really important that you hear it, okay? 
no request that is a calling from God is going to be so urgent that you can't take the time with God to talk it over and make sure that it really is choosing the great over the good. So make sure you're setting boundaries for others as well as yourself. And I think you'll be surprised how much less stress there is in finding time to do the things God wants and needs you to do to nourish your mind, body, and soul. Now that's one way to free up some time, but how do we make sure we're working it in and being intentional with that time that you're not taking up with non-God-inspired tasks anymore? Intentionally scheduled breaks is key. Breaks can be as big or as little as you can and need them to be. Let me tell you, a little bit goes a long way. And once you get in a routine of them, it becomes easier to build on. So start small. I've found in the past when trying to start something new, it's hard if you go all gung-ho to start with and then burn out when things don't go as planned. I'm not a morning person, like, at all. Ask my husband. I'm scary, okay? I'm usually happy-go-lucky after I've been up for about an hour, and sometimes I can be a little extra and annoying, but... Me getting out of bed is not a pretty sight, okay? When I started doing my miracle mornings and started small, it was much, much, much easier. Instead of trying to wake up and two hours earlier, I started with 15 minutes. Then after I was able to do that consistently, I moved it up 15 minutes more. And then once I kind of got used to it, by the end of it, I I used to wake up at 7 a.m. only because that's when, that's the latest my kids wake up, okay? I have one kid that I have to, Like, tell him he's not allowed to get out of bed until 7 a.m. because he'll wake up at 5, okay? Now I wake up around 5 or 5.30, depending on the day and what time I go to bed the night before. But I wake up and I use that time to do my miracle mornings, and then I go to the gym and I work out. And if you haven't read the book, The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod, uh, I was introduced to this book by a fellow wine friend, Tammy Nichols. I would highly suggest it, okay? In the book, he talks about a morning routine that consists of what he calls savers. I call them pavers because I utilize prayer instead of silence, but they're interchangeable in the book. We're running out of time, so I'm not going to go into detail on what savers and pavers are. I'll go into those in another episode, but I want to point out that because my miracle mornings are scheduled and intentional, it's all the easier to do them. Now, Sometimes a toddler wakes up angry when I'm supposed to be doing them because she peed her in her bed, so I have to stop and clean her up. Or maybe we have an appointment early in the morning that interferes with the timing. You know what I do. I adjust. I shorten the miracle morning to fit into that day's schedule, and then I get it right back on track the next day. So typically, a miracle morning for me is going to last around an hour. But if something happens, then it's 30 minutes, okay? If I miss a miracle morning altogether because I overslept, guess what? I give myself the very same grace that God offers us and then I start again the next day. I don't give up on myself, just like God doesn't. Self-care is not something that has to happen every day to start with either. You can offer yourself monthly self-care to start out. For me, I love to read. So once a month, I buy myself a new book to read during my miracle mornings or during a bubble bath because I love bubbles in a bath because I don't like seeing myself naked in the bathtub. Weird. I know. TMI. Uh, But maybe once a month is not enough. You could be like my friend Shanna who goes and gets her nails done every other Thursday. Or maybe it's scheduling an evening once or twice a week after the kids are all in bed to take a 30-minute bubble bath with a good book and one of your favorite glasses of wine. Whatever it is, you have to schedule it in just like you do your kids' soccer practices or your work meetings or the church community dinners, all of those things, right? And you have to ask God daily to help you hold yourself accountable to it, even if things don't necessarily always go perfect. 
It's amazing what 15 minutes of silence in a bubble bath can do after a stressful day or week. So to wrap it up, let's talk about homework. Here's what I want you guys to do. Number one, again, if you haven't completed our good portion profile, go in and do that. The link is in the Facebook group as well as below in our show notes under the podcast, okay? Number two, I want you, here's your new homework. I want you to make a list of all the things that you enjoy doing in solitude. Or if you're like some of you that have private messaged me and you can't think of anything that you currently do because you currently don't do anything in solitude, I want you to think about what you enjoyed doing before your life revolved around the needs of everyone else around you, aka motherhood. (laughs) Then, After you've made your list, I want you to pick one item that takes one hour or more to do, and I want you to schedule it into your calendar for one time this month. One time this month, I want you to take an hour or more for yourself. Maybe that's grabbing a drink with your girlfriends at one of my private wine tastings. Maybe that's going to a coffee shop for an hour and sipping on a nutty blonde latte while you read a book. Whatever it is, get a sitter or tell daddy he's up at bat with the kiddos and make it happen, okay? One hour, one hour out of 30 24-hour days, right? Totally can do it. Then I want you to pick one other thing from that list that is 30 minutes or less, and I want you to put it in your schedule for once a week. I don't care if it's 15 minutes of painting your nails a fun summer color or coloring in one of those grown-up cuss word coloring books, okay? Pick it, schedule it, make it happen. And then I want you to make sure that anyone or anything that might interfere during that time knows that this is important to you, that it's important to God, and that in turn it should be important to them. And they need to give you the physical and mental space to do it uninterrupted, and without shame or guilt. 15 minutes, bare minimum, 15 minutes, 15 to 30 minutes at least, once a week, and then one hour once a month. You know what? If you want to combine one of those weeks where the week that you're doing an hour, you do an hour and a half instead, and then you have three weeks where you're doing 15 minutes, that's fine too. Do whatever you need to, but you need at least 15 minutes every week to yourself in solitude doing something that brings you joy. And you need at least an hour outside of those 15 minutes doing the same thing. (sighs) I'll tell you, my kids know that between 6 a.m. and 7 a.m., if I am in my office closet, yes, I said office closet, that is my miracle morning time. And unless someone is bleeding or on fire, I am not to be bothered. I have intentionally made sure every possible need is taken care of before I start my miracle morning. Breakfast is out and available to anyone who wakes up before I'm done. There are activities available for anyone who is bored that early. Uh, So be intentional, be accountable, be fulfilled. That is a wrap for today. I look forward to seeing and hearing what you guys are doing for your self-connection homework in our Facebook community now that you guys are able to post in there. Uh, And be sure to keep messaging me directly if you need help or suggestions, just a listening ear. If you need somebody to hold you accountable and just check in on you weekly, to make sure you're listening to the podcast and making sure you're doing your homework, let me know. I know I can't hear you on these podcast episodes, but I am here to connect 
and serve however God makes me and you available to each other. So as always, I'm sending lots and lots of love and cheers. Hey there, Mama. One more thing before you go. Don't forget we're doing our live drawing on Monday, June 29th around 2 p.m. for our mega podcast launch giveaway boxes. See you there.